Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casual and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo. It's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Welcome to another episode of Side Hustlers. This is the first time where I forgot to record. So Joanna and I were talking for a little bit before I started, but we're good now. We're good. So Joanna is the owner, creator, and everything behind Philosophies. Her studio is actually in the village of Spencerport, and I'm so mad that I've never been able to go to your studio, but we've known each other since 2013, which is crazy. We met over email when I was working for Elvis Duran in the morning show doing What's Trending, and how do we even actually officially like connect? I don't even remember. Honestly, I would listen to your morning show going um, to work in the morning, and then you were uh, just talking about I think holiday cards or what was going on in your life and I just emailed you and was like totally crazy but I think I can design some cards for you and here's what I do and you were like all right and so we kind of just started emailing and then um I was going to the stationery show um a few months later we just kind of kept in touch and I feel like became fast friends just through common you know just common things that we had going on 
Well, and I've always been a champion of what you created with your company. So if you're listening right now and you're like, wait, I want to see what does she do? What is it? You can find her on Instagram. It's at shop Sophie's or you can go to celebrate with Sophie's.com to kind of follow along and and check out everything Joanna's created. But at the time, um, you were really explaining to me the character of Sophie and this, I guess, character that you've created to kind of represent the modern female who likes to look good, but she also has all these other things in her life that she is, whether it's friendships, personal relationships, job, workout, uh, family, all of it. And you kind of built this character. So, and then you made it a stationary company. So how did that, I guess, happen? Like why Sophie? And, um, and then we'll get into how it was your side hustle and all of that. But I, I love this idea of Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened was I um, finished college in 2003 and I thought I was just going to work in advertising. And while working in advertising, I created this character and um, started making just cards and stationery and kind of comics with it. And I just thought to myself, these are things that I relate to, but I don't want to be this character. I don't want it to to people associate it with me. It can be in every girl. And so they were my philosophies on different, you know, ideas at the time and what was trending or what was going on in my life. But I named the character Sophie. So it could be Sophie and her philosophies on, you know, friendship, love, all the different things that you were just saying that she represents. And so it can, it can relate to you. It can relate to your mom. She's ageless. I mean, she is kind of all over the place when I draw her in regards to, you know, um, getting married to pregnancy to having, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's evolved through all these life stages because I, I have intertwined the idea of Sophie with these custom philosophies, which become like all of her friends, like you have an illustration. So there's a Carla Marie and there's, there's just so many different folks now now from this initial character because it's relatable and people just want to find you know something that represents their their friend or their family in a way that makes you feel good and that's why kind of how it started off with greeting cards well it started off as a, a sketch and a hobby for you when you were in college or after college um, after college. So um, I interned at an ad agency and it was in the media department, more number crunching, and they had brown bag lunches where you could do stuff that was creative. And so it ended up becoming a creative um, hobby because they were doing a holiday arts and crafts fair. So they were like, if you do something outside of you know, work, what would you want to do and sell for philanthropy for this holiday arts and crafts fair? And so I was hand drawing each card for just a holiday arts and crafts fair within the agency that I was at. And the media department was primarily women. So they were like, Joanna, what are these cute characters? Like, you know, can you draw a bridal shower or baby shower? Or you should go talk to this person that owns this store. And it just kind of became this like, side hustle by what people were interested in having me draw and see and I would be you know working nine to five or taking the train into into Boston and then staying late to to try to kind of catch up with my work draw on the way home draw my apartment and like Mm. just I just realized I was constantly like my I was constantly working on this crazy idea like you know who 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 was hand drawing greeting cards like I should be yeah I mean, it's just, and at the time, I think there was an Adam Sandler movie where he was a greeting card writer. And so everybody was just teasing me, like, don't tell people you, you, what do you do for, what are you trying to do? You want to start a greeting card company? Whereas like now, you know, there's so many stationary companies and, and, um, and it's, uh, it's a saturated industry, but there's a lot of talent out there and everybody's comfortable and putting themselves out there. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, you're right. 
I just, you know, I just graduated from college. I shouldn't be trying to start a greeting card company. I should be working in corporate America. Well, 10 years ago, it, we lived in a world where someone, if you would have told someone that, they would have thought, well, greeting cards are going away. But really now it's like, it's opposite. They're all over. Right. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. It's like they, they, everything, ha- everything kind of comes and goes and trends. But if you are true to what you find is your passion and other people that like you know, similar things. Obviously, greeting cards, they're still popular amongst people who love stationery. And people love receiving a handwritten note. And I've expanded on to doing like custom invitations and just different, different things where you just find what your specialty is. And you'll always find an audience as long as you're you're doing good work, you know, probably similar to any other type of product. So that was in 2003 when you graduated college and you you first started your job. Yes. So I was that was um, from 2003 to 2005. I worked there and was kind of just doing this on the side. And then in 2005, just felt I needed to not have a a full time job of every day, the same hours to really devote to see if I could do this idea as more of a business. So I went back to I went to Boston University and I went back just to talk to um, a a professor in marketing and a professor in business that like, you know, I have this idea, I don't know if I can do anything with it. But here's what I'm thinking. And I knew I needed to keep working. So I ended up um, becoming a birthday party planner at the Sports Club LA which is a high-end sports club in in Boston as well. And I would design greeting cards and stationery for birthday parties. I also became a spa receptionist at that sports club. So I could, you know, check in people, but also talk to them about, hey, I'm doing these greeting cards. Can we do a spinner in the spa? And so everything that I did was always to earn money, but also I was testing what I was doing because, you know, I wanted to really pursue this this brand and this idea of, of Sophie and her philosophies. I, I was learning a lot about other companies. And so um, that's how I kind of got started. So at this time, when you just graduated college, you are leaving the job that you got out of college. And now you're doing this. What were your parents and your family saying and other people in your life? Like, were they supportive? Or were they like, Oh, my God, what are you doing, Joanna? Uh, no, everyone was supportive. I mean, they definitely had their um, comments about, you know, what exactly are you doing with this? You work so hard to get like I graduated early to get the job that I was interning at because it was like either you take it then and you have a job or, you know, or you um, might not be able to to have that job if you you know graduate with the rest of the thousands of other people. So I knew that I was doing something pretty crazy, but I also felt as if I knew what I was making there, if I could continue to work, you know, those two other jobs, plus doing the hustle of of bringing these greeting cards into gift shops and trying to build a website and do everything that I needed to do to to make sure I wasn't losing um, my income. I'm just making it a different way that I could that I could do it. But yes, I think people did think I was crazy. (laughs) I'm sure. At that point, though, when was it when you said, okay, I can finally stop making this my side hustle and do it for real? What was that process like? Yeah, so that process was um, honestly seeing that it was very hard to run it out of my apartment in Boston. I had um, a roommate and I had roommates even when I was, you know, side hustling. I went from two two roommates to one roommate. And I had made my bedroom my office. I was starting to sleep on the couch more because the inventory and some of the things I was trying to do were taking over my bedroom. A lot of my cards are hand embellished with glitter. At the time, they were all (laughs) 
and embellished with glitter. So I was, glitter was becoming everywhere. And, you know, I had kind roommates that were just like, Joanna, like, seriously, it's, there's glitter everywhere. I knew that I had to kind of look for a space where I could really work on my business. And to do that, I knew that the decision to move back to Rochester and live with my parents um, and rent a small space. Um, I first had just an art studio downtown, not a storefront, studio storefront, what I have now. And and just really, it was very realistic about everything. Nothing has ever been, you know, over, over my budget and, um, and, and very small. I mean, when people listen to this, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, she's been doing this for forever. And I have been, but I've been very strategic and slow with it. So I haven't, you know, I've had my, you know, everyone has their um, highs and lows and that's with anything. But yes, it's been a, you know, I I feel as if I am sometimes like a turtle with this business because I started it with, you know, it was just a small idea and I was working out of my apartment. I moved back home to save money and live with my parents until I could um, afford having, you know, a home to rent and and to have a storefront. And so everything's been gradual and, and, and everyone's story is different. And that's important to tell people because I feel like there's a lot of success stories where it was like instantaneous. Yeah. That, and, and that's not always the case. Even if it feels instantaneous to you, that, that entrepreneur knows it wasn't really instantaneous. You well, know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with being smart and taking things slow and coming up with a plan. Did you have like an actual business plan like okay I want to be here in a year or I, like I have no when people say business plan I'm like what does that even mean yeah when I moved back to Rochester I I didn't really know exactly where I would be working I had um, needed to kind of go interview with people that had um, different spaces for art studios and I ended up sharing a space with an abstract artist and that was great we had very different styles but it was like on the fourth floor of like a an, of a warehouse type of building and so to get people up there, it was like, oh my gosh, they'd be climbing these stairs. And, and by the time they got up to my studio, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I hope you're worth this. They'd be out of breath. And I'm like, sorry, you could have taken the freight elevator, which, you know, who wants to be in a freight elevator? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was just, you know, there's, there was just a lot of different things that as I was getting started, I hadn't really thought about, you know, the, um, the logistics until it really started moving along for me where it was creating a client base and a following. And then that's when um, in 2008, I found a small studio storefront where I am now in Spencerport. And and that's been really great for me. So I'll be celebrating 10 years of being here. I think we opened like mid-November. I opened right in time for the holidays. Wow, that's crazy. That is going to be 10 years. So obviously... Your company has grown from being, you know, stationary. It was cards and um, and notebooks and stuff like that to you do so many things. And obviously you do custom stuff. You do invitations. I've had you do a holiday card for me in the past. But I was checking out uh, your website, CelebrateWithSophies.com, before we spoke. And you could buy, you could get Visa gift cards that have Sophie on them. <laughs> yeah, so those are um, like uh, prepaid cards. Yeah, prepaid. Thank you. Um, so how I've grown is I'm still a small business. So I actually am like the sole designer and I illustrate everything. And then I license my artwork to manufacturers or businesses like the card.com company who you could find my artwork on and have the uh, a preloaded um, debit card with. And then when it gets very busy for me, I work with freelance graphic designers um, who work um, independently so um, I have two great graphic designers that help me when I'm in a pinch or holiday season. 
And um, so I've grown through working with bigger companies. So um, Pavilion Gift, Recycled Paper Greetings is owned by American Greetings, Um, just different companies that have been able to help me grow into product categories that I wouldn't be able to do independently because it's either too expensive to manufacture overseas or like a debit card that, you know, obviously they're they're working with banks. (laughs) So So, cool. Have you, so now can people randomly walk into a store and find, like how have you brashed, branched off of just shopping on celebratewithsophies.com. So yes, so I wholesale just with a few stores right now. Alaire will be having some of my product in Seattle. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah, so Shandon was on Side Hustlers um, a few episodes back and she is the owner of a um, really cute gifting store and it's called Alaire and it's in West Seattle. And I was so excited to connect the two of you because it's perfect. Like Sophie needs to be in that store. <laughs> I'm excited to work with Shannon too over at Alaire because I've been doing some Instagram stocking and she has such a, I mean, it's a very large store. It's a beautiful product. And so I just am excited to work with her and maybe I'll get to Seattle over the next year. Woo. So yeah, <laughs> so that's one of the stores. So how does that, you said you do a um, few wholesale stores. What other places are you in? Yep. So I'm in um, Parkley here in Rochester. Honestly, I have to tell you, I've I've been focusing more on my website the past couple of years and developing out my Etsy site. And I do that because just everyone's online. And although I love the wholesale side of things, I found that the more that I could um, work on my website and work on the personalized side of my business is what makes it special. So I only have a handful of wholesale accounts right now. I'm trying heavy up with them again. But because of the licensing too, I don't do the distribution. So you might see a card of mine randomly pop up at like a Wegman supermarket or um, occasionally like Target will have one with recycled paper greetings. So I haven't had to focus on some of the accounts because of the way that I license my artwork to companies that do the distribution for me. So I focus on my website, Etsy, my storefront, and the the personalized products that I do. So, um, it's a little, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things to balance, but it kind of goes by season and, and what people, um, contact me to be, you know, to be purchasing. So you don't have people that work for you day to day in that sense. So who is shipping all your stuff? I ship um, all the stationary product from my store. Uh, everything gets produced outside with a local printer here in Rochester, comes back pretty much ready to go besides just leaving and packaging with envelopes. So um, my mom is actually a retired teacher and she works with me here in the shop probably three or four days a week, every day come the holiday season. So I'm very fortunate to have a, a retired mom who loves to be in my shop and keep busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, um, everything's printed on demand so I can use sites um, online through my um, website is hosted by Shopify. So if I need to order something um, like a mug or something personalized, I have a vendor for that who then drop ships it for me and different things like that. So if um, a lot of the product I don't end up seeing, um, I order a few samples and then if I know the quality is good, I know that I can send my file and it's going to go to the customer in great quality. So it's just a lot of you know, testing and and meeting people and learning about vendors and and kind of working with people so you don't have to have 100 mugs sitting in your your store just collecting dust. That's awesome. When you um, first, I guess, officially launched, that was, you said 2005, that when I like actually step back and think about the internet and where it was then, 
It's right. so crazy. So you've actually kind of been through this whole boom of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, even MySpace, I'm sure, at some point. So I guess how has that been a, a being a small company through the whole age of the internet being everything? I've been just trying to, sometimes I feel like, you know, a turtle just trying to keep up because everything evolves so quickly. And luckily, you know, when I started, it was like to um, have a mention in Daily Candy was like the best thing that could happen to your business. And now there's so many podcasts and blogs and, and different ways to share. Instagram is, you know, is huge. And my numbers are not huge on Instagram. I have a very, very small group of people that follow me, but they're loyal customers of mine. And I'm always trying to, you know, um, engage people to learn more about my brand and things like that. But you're right, it has evolved. And it's, and it's crazy. It's just, you know, you have to focus on what's working for your business and constantly look back and see, you know, what could I change? What could I do differently? Like Etsy had started pretty much about the same time that I started my business. And now look at how big it is. And everybody just wanted their own website for so many years that they that for me, I, I'm just getting back kind of focusing on Etsy because it's such an international marketplace that you have to you have to be on there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Now even the Amazons of the world, um, or Amazon of the world, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, so it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, you can't be everywhere and you can't be all things to all people, but you have to just focus on what, what works for you. And so luckily, you know, my business has, has sustained because I, I do so much, um, you know, the personalization and just developing out the character where it's relatable and people just find that they can connect with her. And so every every year it's just evolved. And so it's it's been really neat, you know, to see see the growth. Well, if people want to follow you, it's Shop Sophie's on Instagram. And Sophie's, by the way, is S-O-P-H-I-E. So go check it out. I do. I love the little things you post on Instagram. A lot of it is inspirational, obviously involves Sophie. Um, but you you said something earlier, like every person has their own Sophie because you've worked with me in the past and we've created different things for me that there is a Carla Marie Sophie. So if someone comes to you and says, uh, hey, Joanna, I am uh, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby and I want to send baby announcements. And then what? Like what happens? What do you how does that process work? Yeah, so I have a bunch of different samples on my website already for for baby shower invitations or baby announcements. And if they like something there, I can edit something I have. Or if they really want truly custom, we kind of start with their idea. Like um, right now, I'm working on a baby shower invitation where the mom-to-be is in Burlington, Vermont. So we're doing a really neat like skyline of like the Burlington historic buildings. And then she's a runner. And so she has a runner stroller and just a lot of details that you wouldn't get unless you really kind of talk to me and give me all the background of what makes, you know, that person interesting with the running and what, you know, what she enjoys doing and hiking and swimming, just little details that I kind of include in the illustration. Um, so most of the time people just go through the website. A, a lot of the, you know, other times they might just email me. Everything's for personal use. That's the kind of the fine line with the licensing is that Sophie is a trademarked and copyrighted character. So I only design her for companies that work with me that you know, pay me a licensing fee or royalty to work with. And then I do all of the other invitations and the personalized things for personal use, like shower invitations, wedding invitations, and things like that. So yeah, I have so many characters of all the different people that I've worked with, and they all fall under the philosophies umbrella, you know? It's crazy 
because you you really can't get what you do or or any way you do it anywhere else like when you did my my holiday card at the time like you actually took the detail that were on my skis and a picture that I sent you and you you turned it into a character and it, it was so cool I mean and everything that you do is is so creative and it's so different and it's unique and and I know that your customers know that but people who don't know you I want them to understand how what you do is so freaking different than anyone else. And, and I hope that they can work with you. No, I thank you. I really appreciate that. And that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm constantly trying to to share that all the different custom that I do. And I I get sidetracked with, you know, the next project. And then I'm, I should I should share more on my mm-hmm. website. Just like what you said with the details. I love the details. I am. I'm all about details. And so when people, you know, give me a laundry list of what they want included for a special invitation, they're usually quite surprised when they get that first draft back that they're like, oh, my gosh, she she figured out a way to fit all of those things in there. And it's not cluttered. You know, I think that's the other thing. My art is very simple. And mm-hmm. a lot of people say that they'll say, oh, it's so cute. It's so simple. And um you know, that's a great compliment because uh, it's it's easier to overcomplicate things. <laughs> yeah, so. it is true. It is it is very simple. It's refreshing, especially at, you see a lot of it in aesthetic for everything now. A lot of things are just simple, uh, nice white background. You know, that's where if you're on Instagram and you're following home decor accounts or whatever accounts you're following, that's what you're seeing. And I feel like that's what you've created over the years with this. It's just, it's simple, but it has everything. I don't know how you've done it. You're some oh. sort of crazy genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll take that. I'm not sure, but, but no, it's, it's, it's really just, um, I don't know. It's like one of those things where I just found my passion and I'm so lucky that I'm able to do this for a living because I know the, I know that this is, you know, the American dream and it's crazy that work and I, and I live, breathe and eat this business. You know that from knowing me for so many years, but I can't imagine doing anything else. Like this is, I think this is what I was meant to do with my life. So I have to make it work. Well, you're doing a very good job at making it work. (laughs) So when you trademarked Philosophies, what was that? What was that process like? Yeah. So that process, I have to tell you, was um, when I first started, I um, I had one lawyer who I hadn't done all the paperwork properly and I didn't know I wasn't doing the paperwork properly. So I actually ended up spending a lot more money than I needed to. But luckily, there's a program in Massachusetts um, at the time there was. It's called the Lawyers for the Arts. And so I was able to go. I found out about them and I was able to meet with my current lawyer and he helped me sort out all the paperwork. You have to go through um, the USPTO is like the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And you have to trademark for, you know, different categories. So I do stationery and gifts. And there's just so many, so much logistical, like just things that you wouldn't think about. And then the copyright, um, it's very, it, it, that would be a whole other podcast. I've learned so much. <laughs> I give I give so much credit to people who are um, copyright and trademark attorneys because it, it is it is crazy. But um, but yeah, it just, you know, I, I met with a lawyer. I told him, you know, what I was doing for products and how could I protect my artwork? And then you just file paperwork and then you really just have to do your due, due diligence that obviously that's that name wasn't taken. The character was not, you know, 
obviously my original artwork. And then you have to protect it for the amount of time that you're using it. I've had, you know, um, had to send letters to um, people over the years who swiped it off of Etsy and started printing things. And what? So your copyright or trademark is only protected by how much you're actually monitoring it and protecting it. So um, a couple years ago, I had a customer of mine email and say, hey, I didn't realize you did digital downloads. I thought you told me you didn't do that. And I went to go order something for my sister shower and I found this and she sent me the link and somebody had sold over like 500 digital downloads of one of my bachelorette illustrations and had a few other drawings of mine. So I had to work with my lawyer to send a letter and and it was obviously a direct copy of my work. Um, and so I was able to get some money uh, from what she had earned. Um, but it is, it's a hard, it's a slippery slope because people, you know, it's so easy to right click and, and swipe things off the internet. Um, so I can't constantly monitor Etsy and, and all of that. I just have to move forward and know like, you know, is it worth going after? That was worth going after because there were a few hundred downloads and other products of mine on this person's site and it wasn't right or fair to me. So I had to do that. Other times you might see something and the person, you know, is, is a very small shop. They they know it's not right, but they're not trying to, you know, sabotage your business. So you just, you know, kindly say, you know, you, can you please take that down because you don't want it. Lawyer fees are expensive. So to go after somebody, you have to you have to have people to write letters and, and everything like that. So luckily, I haven't had too many scenarios where that has happened. But it is something that is more common and you and you hear about it all the time with artists. It's very easy to, to copy. Well, it, it's driving me nuts. Like, who are these people that think it's OK to do that? Like, clearly, that is your livelihood. And they are ripping you off and taking away from you and everything you've worked on to just do what make a couple hundred bucks off of selling on their fake Etsy store like who are you as a person that you're doing that and that I guess is a whole nother podcast but it's so disappointing but it's you know it's one of those things where early and early on I would get so upset and I would like lose sleep over it if I saw something or you know if if somebody you know just said oh I'm I, I didn't know that that was going to be a problem or I don't know how you not, not know that that's not a problem. But but now I just am I'm just I think a calmer person overall in the entrepreneur journey because it's just every day is different and you can't control other people's actions. You just have to keep moving forward and and worry about, you know, at the end of the day, are you producing the best work that that's great if they want to copy it, but it's never going to have that special touch that the original had. Right. Of course not. Oh, and I do have to tell you that I guess now two years ago, Joanna made Anthony and I mugs. Uh, I guess they were Sophie's of ourselves. So Anthony had one yep. too. It was it was not <laughs> Sophie. It was a guy. <laughs> and it was us on the air in studio. And it was our original station here in Seattle and we had just started. So it was so funny. The people that were buying the mugs from your website were like our parents. <laughs> and I mean, now we should, we totally need to like rehash this when the craziness of holidays are over for you. But Anthony uses that mug like every day in studio. He's oh, got it. 
Yeah, and, and we, we love it, and I know his mom has one, and she uses it. It's it's too funny, but we do need to to uh, to bring it back now that people, at least some people, like us a little bit out here. Guys, and that would be fun. We should do, like, even a holiday version or something that would be would be nice. But, yeah, those mugs, the mugs are 15-ounce made in the USA. That's I pride myself on those. Um, they're really... The really good quality mug. So I know you love the art, but the mug is the mug is a good mug. <laughs> <laughs> She's selling the mug and I'm selling her art. What is happening here? But you you are about to get into holiday season. You also explained to me that it's engagement season. So what so the next few months, I'm glad we did this now because it's gonna be insane for you. But what is that like and, and why is it engagement season? Explain all of that to everyone who doesn't understand the type of industry you're in. Okay, so like I said, and I probably, everyone's probably like, wow, she has a lot of different things going on. So I make personalized holiday cards. So from now through the end of the year, I've already actually designed a few holiday cards for families already. I just um, illustrate, you know, whatever people have in mind for their holiday cards this year. And then also because I do a lot of bridal illustrations and wedding illustrations, um, engagement season is the hot times for um, engagements are Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. So it starts like pretty much around Thanksgiving, you know, fall foliage, everyone's in love and they start getting engaged. So when people start getting engaged, they contact me to share about their engagement or get engagement gifts. And then they're setting their date. So they might want to send out save the date. So engagement season is so popular around, you know, and obviously Valentine's Day. So it's pretty much, you know, from now through wow. February. It's just busy time for people that design things in the wedding industry because you got to love love. <laughs> so, Well, with that said, can you do a card of me and my cats? Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to do with my holiday card. I haven't done a holiday card actually since the last time you did one for me. So it's only fair that I, I come back to the holiday card game with with you. <laughs> yeah, that would be super cute. I already have a I already have some ideas in, in mind, but I won't share them. So it's a surprise to people who receive your card. And You're then crazy. you can <laughs> I was on your website earlier and I saw that you win like all of the awards from the knot. How does that happen? Do people vote you? Do they like look for people? I have no idea how that works. That's the only advertising I do. I do advertise on the knot. It's um, for the local market for Rochester. And um, basically to win best of, you have to have referrals and positive reviews. So after I work with a couple I or uh, parents or whoever had worked with me, um, I send them a link to review their their time working with me and I've been fortunate to win five years in a row I just won hall of fame for the best of the knot for the local market for Rochester so it's you know it's been great for business because you, you see so much online you don't know what you're getting or what you're paying for so it's nice to have that brand credibility through the clients that you work with that take the time to write their experience working with me so that's that's what's going on with the knot it's a it's a wedding website and a tool for couples to plan their wedding it's incredible good for you oh thank you it's amazing do you have like plaques in your shop that say i do good okay <laughs> i have to come <laughs> visit you do have to come visit after what before we get off um the phone i'll i'll give you a little tour of the, of okay. the shop i'm excited for that do okay. people do people so people can walk in there and yeah. and shop in the store at that moment? Yes, they can. Yes. So I, I right now I'm, I basically keep office hours. I'm in um, nine to five Monday through Friday, 
evenings and weekends by appointment. And then in mid-October, I have uh, longer hours for the holidays. So I'll be open some evenings and then on the weekends. But I just run my business pretty much like a studio right now. And then the front of the store has a table to meet with people and some of my product and samples and uh, a few different products that you can just buy off the shelf, like greeting cards um, and some stationery. And then the rest of the shop is for, you know, packaging and my office and, and just, you know, day-to-day business stuff. Is that where you do all of your creations at, at work? Are you ever doing this at home or do you have a space you go to? Yeah, so I do pretty much everything here, but I do have an office at home where I, I you know, just draw on my Wacom board or, um, you know, I'm sketching while I'm watching TV or um, if an idea comes to me, I always have a, a sketchbook. So I, it's, it's always on. I'm always, you know, thinking of it, but, you know, I'm trying to, I found, find, trying to find time over the years to kind of like make sure I'm not, you know, working 24 seven, but I think with any creative, it's so hard to, to turn it off. <laughs> yes, I, I, I get it. But what the heck is a Wacom board? Oh, it's, um, it's a, it's a, basically like a drawing tool like it has a little pen and you can draw right onto your computer oh i did not know it was called a wacom board yeah i hope i'm saying it right you probably are i have no idea so (laughs) so that connects to like something like photoshop yes yep so it's just it's right in front of my computer i have a little pencil tool and you just i i still am old school illustrator i love to draw a pen or pencil to paper and then like outline it and then clean it up on this on this board that you can use i went to school for marketing and business so my background in illustration are just through courses i took like as electives in college so my way of doing things is not professional graphic designer i I'm say I'm more of an illustrator just by, you know, loving it. Well, you hear that kids don't rule out your electives because you never know <laughs> they could be what your actual job is one day. I love that. Exactly. <laughs> so one thing I ask everyone is an app that they use for their job. And I know you've been listening to a few episodes. So what is an app that has helped you, whether it is with philosophies or with anything else in your life that kind of helps you get through your former side hustle and now job. Yeah. So I um, was thinking about this earlier and I use uh, Intuit for my accounting and you can track different things for your mileage and things like that. So from the business side, that's good for people. I mentioned that I use Shopify for my website and I'm, I'm I'm on Etsy and both of those have apps where you can constantly see what orders are coming through or when things are due. So from a business side, I think those are those are helpful to people. And then obviously like Google Calendar. I'm trying to think of any other apps besides those, but those are the ones that I can't. Those are, those are all good ones. You've been at this game for a while, obviously, and you've seen your business grow. You've seen it change. You've seen different levels of it, but you're not going to retire anytime soon. You've got you've got a long time. So what do you see it changing more? Do you have goals? Do you want to branch off? Like what is next, whether it's next month or in five years for our philosophies? So I definitely am not retiring anytime soon. <laughs> I have a lot of work ahead of me, <laughs> but um, I just see um, my goals are to continue to grow with other companies to do products that I, you know, would like to do that I'm not currently doing and then work on expanding, you know, the, the character of Sophie and the, and kind of like who she is. And I've been working on a gift book, 
like a coffee table book kind of of inspirations and just writings and kind of uh, merging my story of how I built this business and how this character has, you know, tra- been along on this journey. I, I, it's, it's weird because, you know, it's, it's similar to any other character that you have followed as a kid. Like um, I just got to do an illustration with Care Bears for Share Your Care Day. It's like I I have to sit back sometimes and, and explain to people. They're like, what exactly do you do for a living? Like, what is this character? And it's like it's similar to like Garfield or Snoopy or Peanuts. It's just like you have this connection either from childhood or growing up or something that relates to you. And that's kind of what I've done with philosophies is that I can't exactly explain it, but it has meaning to me. It has meaning to people. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to do something that I love. You know, at the end of the day, it is um, a greeting and gift company, but I'm trying to do as best I can to bring something better to the world, even if it's not changing the world. You know what? I mean no absolutely I love the idea of putting together the the sketchbook and and kind of showing how the company grew but kind of telling the story of Sophie I think that's genius thanks yeah so that's kind of something that I've been trying to figure out and work on and um and then yeah just you know every day just I'm working every every day get to work with different couples or families Uh, my business is very very much uh, community, you know, people come in with their ideas for their wedding or their anniversary. And so every day is different. And kind of like, like you said, I've been doing this for so long that it's crazy to me that it's been 10 years in this storefront um, come the end of the year. And it's because I've evolved with all of these families. I started with people who were just getting married and now I'm designing their daughter's 10th birthday invitation. That's you know? crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I'm also I'm trying to work on timelines for for different families that I've worked on in that way, too, to kind of show, you know, the progression of of my business and even people's artwork like they they have collages in their home that they're like, I need that printed. I forgot I need to, you know, add that to our collection. So it's it's fun. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it is crazy to think that there's a 10 year old kid out there that is just probably had their baby announcement because of you. And now they're 10. That's wild. (laughs) It is wild. It's it's it is wild. And I feel like, you know, oh, I'm not really aging. And then when (laughs) a young girl that, you know, came in when she was six, I there's a local soccer player, um, the soccer team here in the in Spencerport, they are very good. And so I've designed a few different illustrations for a few of the girls on the team. And but they were coming to me when they were six or seven year old year olds just coming into the store with their moms and now they're you know 17 and seniors in high school and so so to to see that and and just feel like oh my gosh where's the time gone but that I still see them and I'm I'm proud of them you know I'm like oh my gosh you I was I was drawing things for you when you were seven and now you're 17. Yeah, we're get, we're definitely getting old. It's funny for me. Like I used to say things to Elvis, Duran, and Danielle. I used to say things like, oh, yeah, when I listened in high school. Like people say that to me now. Like, oh, I used to listen to you when I was in high school. And I'm like, wait, what, what do you mean? I'm not in high school? Hold on, what's happening? So yeah. I, I get it. But it is a cool way to see how far you've come. If you look at it on the, the positive side of, oh, wow, I've been doing this for a while and I've followed this person's life and I've made an impact on them. And it's definitely cool to take that step back and see it like that. Yes, no, I agree. And that's the one thing too that, you know, from the side hustle to the full time or whatnot, just always kind of, you know, taking that moment or right before, you know, right after you wake up, kind of making a list of what your goals are for the day or right when you go to bed, like what you're grateful for. It sounds so, you know, so 
so minimal or so not really necessary to do. But when you do it, you realize like, you know, this is this is what makes me happy. And I should, you know, keep doing just keep doing what makes you happy. And then everything else will fall into place. You're right. You are 100% right. That's everyone's homework for the next week. Write down (laughs) something you are grateful for and then and report back to me on Instagram. (laughs) Joanna, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you are insanely busy. I appreciate that. You have said we're going to do a uh, coupon code for free shipping, right? Yes. Yep. You can just put Carla Marie into the checkout when you check out just put Carla Marie for free shipping okay awesome so it's celebrate with sophies.com that's where you can find out everything Sophie you can get in touch with Joanna via her website to do a custom one but I suggest doing it soon before it gets crazy with the holidays um, and obviously we want you to follow her on Instagram it's at shop Sophies um, I know you're almost at the when I looked today you were almost at the 2000 mark so let's see if we can get you over that Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. That would be awesome. But um, I totally appreciate talking to you. I you're just you've been such a great friend over the years and I'm happy to be on here and just chat with you. It's great. Well, love you. You're the best. Oh, thanks. And thanks for not being a weirdo. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And we didn't get that on, on recording. <laughs> no. Yeah. So you can tell that story. Go ahead. And then we're leaving. <laughs> Yeah, no, when we first met in New York, it was so funny. We met for coffee and we were just sitting and like talking and you were like, I have to tell you, thanks so much for not being a weirdo. And I was like, you're welcome. I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're friends. It's always, yeah, it's always nice when you uh, go back and forth with someone on Instagram or email, whatever, then you meet them in person and it's not awkward. You have that connection. And I guess that's where I was going with that. So yes, yeah. Yes. And that was totally, that was just so funny. And I knew what you meant and it's okay. And like I told you before, I'm like, I'm okay with being called a weirdo because if you're not a little weird, you're not right. (laughs) Well, thanks for not being a creepy weirdo. I will adjust my statement now. (laughs) Creepy weirdo. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, creepy weirdo. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Zumo Play.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.